Okay, this is Igris, and this is our last year before Yim Kippur, I believe, our last year before Yim Kippur. So once again, what we've been doing these past couple classes is we're not sticking to one volume of Igris, we're more picking topics that are Shaykh to Yom Diyema, specifically topics that are Shaykh to Yom Kippur, and then going through Igris and Sichas and wherever we want to go, really, but of course, launching from Igris to figure out um, Minhagim, or ideas in Shuvah, things like that. So today, for our last one before Yom Kippur, we're going to talk about Kittel. We're going to talk about why we wear a Kittel in the first place on Yom Kippur, uh, why we didn't wear one on Rosh Hashanah, and why a chassan in their first year of marriage doesn't wear a kittel, according to Minig Chabad. So we're going to look at all three of these ideas. I want to start us with a letter because it is an Igrish year. And you know, if I could have it my way, a lot of this was in Sichas. I might have just given this as a Sichas year, but it is an Igrish year. So we have to do it in the Igrish way. So this letter that does capture the idea is in volume 19. It is letter Zion, Resh Dalit. If you scroll all the way to the bottom of the letter, you know, there was a time when people didn't scroll to the bottoms of letters. They, uh, they flipped to them, but we'll scroll all the way to the bottom of the letter. And the Rebbe writes in his P.S. Yaduma Forsam, he says, it is known and it is famous. It's very well known. Ashiminagenu, that that a chasen under his chuppah, he wears a kittel. And because of that, when it comes to the Yom Kippur of the year of his wedding, that is the following Yom Kippur after he gets married, he does not wear a kittel that following year. And he starts wearing it only the year afterwards. Okay, so we have here the minig stated clearly is that we do wear a kittel by our chasnas. We do wear a kittel on Yom Kippur. That's also implied from this line by the fact that the Rebbe says that eventually we're going to be wearing one. However, in that first year after, we do not. Also, the Rebbe here says that we only wear it on Yom Kippur. So you have here, actually, every aspect of this year is captured in one line from the Rebbe. That is the Rebbe saying that the kittel is worn on Yom Kippur, it's worn under the chuppah, and it's not worn by the chasn. We're now going to break down each of these ideas across multiple letters in Sichas to get an idea of where these minhagim come from, why we do the things we do. The first one's a little, the first one's the easiest one. The first challenge is why we wear a kittel on Yom Kippur in the first place. Anyone want to take a stab at it? We have a couple conventional ones, and then there's a couple less conventional ones. Anybody remember the basics? Uh, malachim. Um, malachim. One second. There's a few. There's there's Ulvushah the concept of turning um, Averis into white. That's a that's a um, one. That's a Bach. Yeah, you don't see that a lot of places. Great. There's also Liz, there's also Lizker Yev Yep, that one's brought in. That one's... Uh, that, that one's originally a Tazer Amagan of Ram. I can't remember, but the Alter brings it. So yes, yeah, great. No, I think I think you got I think you got the major ones. Yeah, very good. Of course, one of them is much more famous than the other one. That's the angel one. Let's read it. Shulchan Archerav. I bring you Shulchan Archerav because he mushes together a whole bunch of the Nesekelim, and that's easier than bringing Shulchan Archerav Nesekelim. So Shulchan Archerav, you find this in the Alter Rebbe six ten nine. He says the minig is Yeshnegin Lilvish begun with Levanim Nikiyam biyemikipurim. The minig is to wear clean white clothes on Yom Kippur. Lavdavka kittel, just clean white clothes. dugmas He will look like a malach. Malachim, they also wear white clothes. That's what it says in at least one of the places in Nach where they saw malachim. They were wearing these white linen garments. That is the minig in our countries. There we go. That's why we wear a kittel, because the minig is to wear white clothes. Because a kittel is hopefully a white and clean garment. This, by the way, does imply to me that if your kittel is dirty, it might not fulfill the minig. The minig is dafka to wear white, clean clothes. And a uh, and the only reason we wear a kittel is because it's usually white and usually clean. But if you have, I guess, a, a multicolored kittel or a stained kittel, might want to get a new one. You only have a couple of days. There's another reason for the vicious kittel, not just because we want to look like a malach. That was the other one that's really mentioned. When a person wears, it's the it's a funeral shroud. It's a funeral shroud. Um, I think there's a better word for that in English than shrouds. 
I don't remember though. Uh, it's the things that people wear when they're, that the bodies wear when they're not alive anymore, when they go into the ground. When a person puts on the clothes of a dead person, that definitely, uh, that, that, that subjugates their heart a little bit. Last is Chuba Shlema. This inspires them to do Chuba because they think about the day of death. Thinking about death is actually one of the main ways to do Chuba, according to the Gemara, at least one of the main ways not to do Avedas. And the Gemara is suggesting ways not to do sins on the list is to think about Yemamisa. So thinking about the fact that we're uh, wearing dead people's clothes is definitely something that puts you into the Yem Kippur mood. And because of this, it is because of this that somebody who is in mourning is allowed to wear a kittel. That's just an interesting diuk that you find in the Nesa Kalim that the Alphadev is bringing out, which is that if the whole point of a kittel is just to look like a malach, then it is an adornment and an oval wouldn't be allowed to wear it. But if the point of a kittel is to put you into a depressive state, then an oval is welcome to wear it. So because of that second reason an oval can wear it because the kittel isn't just one or the other it's not that there's two opinions here it's that both it's that both are true it's that the kittel is both an adornment of the mala of like the malachia and also a begot of death and since it's also a begot of death even an oval can wear it so those are the two reasons brought in the alphabet shulchan aruch there is um Couple interesting side notes here. I just wanted to pull out one is so uh, they can women can wear a kittel if they want to if they want to have lovan on because they want to wear white. But uh, they cannot wear other begadim that are similar that they look like malachi asharis. They shouldn't wear it. I'm sorry, I didn't wear that. I didn't read that correctly. It doesn't make sense for them to wear other kinds of white clothes so that they will look like malachim. What that sentence means, now that I've read it twice, poorly twice, let me just tell you in summary. What he's saying is that they can wear the kittel if they want to, that's liban. If they, if they want to machlia liban, if they want to uh, subjugate their heart. So a woman can wear a kittel if she wants to feel like she might die, because Yom Kippur is a day of uh, a day of atonement for everybody. But if she's wearing it to look like a malach, that is a waste of her time. Women cannot look like malachim. How? Why can't women look like malachim? Shnemark says in the Pazak, ir giborim alachachim givorim ksiv. The ksiv is that malachim look like men, apparently. Malachim have mass masculine features, and so it would not make sense for a woman to wear a kittel to look like a malach, because that's like her putting on a mustache. It's not going to convince anybody. But if she is trying to uh, look like, if she's trying to look like Yememisa, totally welcome to. So it sounds like there is room here for a woman with the right kavanas to put on a kittel, if her kavana is specifically to feel like it's Yememisa. Uh, noteworthy here, it sounds like then I should put on anything that makes me feel like it's the day of death. Shulchan Aruch says, no, let's say I put on sack, I put on sackcloth. Because I want to get myself into the chuva mindset. You would think that would make a lot of sense, especially since that's one of the functions of the kittel. Nope. We have to take that off for Yom Kippur. Because Yom Kippur is a Yom Tov. So the idea of Yom Kippur is not to be depressed. The idea of Yom Kippur, though, is to recognize the gravity of the day. And you have to honor it with clean clothes. So a sackcloth would be a bit too far, but a kittel is just right. We mentioned a third reason. Surely mentioned a third reason. I told him it was a Bach. Indeed, it is a Bach. The Bach says there's a third reason that's not brought in the Alta Debesh Shulchan Aruch, and that is Inami Marislicha. It shows forgiveness. As it says in the Pasuk, if your sins will be like red, they will be whitened like snow. So we have three reasons brought in Halacha why we wear a kettle. Hanyum Kippur, one is to look like the Malachim, one is to remind us of the day of death, and one is to signify the forgiveness of sin, our red sins turning white. Now, the Rebbe in most Sikhas only mentions the Malachim issue. And then in one Sikh, he mentions something that I found nowhere in Halacha. So I'm going to show you these quickly, and then we're going to move on to the main part of the year, which has letters and such. But we have in Teres Menachem, the year is 5743, volume 1, page 83. The Rebbe says, In Yom Kippur, we're just like angels. Why are we like angels? We're not eating, we're not drinking. 
this is indeed one of the reasons they wear a kittel. The Rebbe quotes that line in Shulchan Aruch, that they should be, that they that were similar to Malachim, wearing them to look like angels. You also find in Teres Menachem, volume 54, page 30, that the Rebbe says that on Yom Kippur, we do say vidoy. Uh, nonetheless, it is an Indian of Yom Tov. It's an Yom Tov, even though we're saying Vidoy. Ad Kirekach, that the Satan is not Mekatrig on Yom Kippur, which is something I hadn't really thought about before. I feel like I've seen it somewhere, but it's certainly not in the front of my mind. That the Satan is not Mekatrig on Yom Kippur. There's a Kitrig from the Satan that he prosecutes on Rosh Hashanah, but he's not allowed to talk on Yom Kippur. Therefore, we wear a Kittel. Because we're in a state like Malachim, we're like angels. Nobody has anything negative to say about us. This in Teres Menachem, volume 24, page 66, that we see Bemocha, Shabiyem Kippur, and we see clearly on Yom Kippur, Shabiyem Sayyem, Meshach, Kol Yom, Vesakanesis, in Yom Kippur, we're in Shul all day. So we wear a kittel all day, and we wear a talis and a gartel all day, just like Malachim. So the idea is here that it's less that we're not eating and drinking, and more that we're spending the whole day in Shul, the whole day praising God. We see there that it's much easier to do our Aveda. It's much easier to be a good Yid on Yom Kippur than it is when you have to go to work because you're in a Kittel all day like a Malak. And since it is harder during a normal weekday to be a good Jew than it is on Yom Kippur when you're wearing a Kittel, that's how you can tell it's Ikar Aveda. Just note, we've seen this a lot in Igris from the Rebbe. We've seen this a lot in Sichas from the Rebbe. But the Rebbe says, if you ever want to know your place in the world or the thing that's most important for you to be doing right now, ask yourself what is most difficult for you, the things that are that you meet most resistance in are where you belong usually. So the Rebbe says, Yom Kippur is actually not the Iker of a Jew. The Iker of a Jew is a, is a Thursday, is a Thursday in the office. But that's uh, obviously tangential to what we're talking about. I'm bringing this last one just because it's a little bit out of left field. I was unable to find a source for it besides the Rebbe. Uh, Taras Menachem, this is the year uh, Mem Zion, volume one, page 80, says that on Yom Kippur, we wear white clothes, a kittel, that it's supposed to look like the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur who would wear white because every time he did the Aved of Yom Kippur, he would have to put on the white clothes and switch out of the gold clothes. I found this nowhere besides this Sikha. Um, if anybody else can find a source for it, please let me know after this year. Anyway, we put it on because we're we're sure we're going to turn out okay in the ju- in the judgment. Certainly since it's after Rosh Hashanah and after most of the Aseris Mechova, uh, Ruben Kekulam, because obviously the last of those Aseris Mechova is Yom Kippur itself. We're pretty confident of that point. So we put on a, a uh, we put on a big day love. Okay, so we have here, I think, 3.5, maybe four reasons why we wear a kittel on Yom Kippur. Just to summarize, the first reason was because we want to look like Malachim because we're acting like Malachim all day. Reason number two was because it reminds us of Yom Misa, which is one that you don't hear a lot in day schools, but uh, maybe it should be taught in yeshivas. I don't know. The kids don't come home with that one. My, my, my children don't come home hearing that uh, that, uh, that you wear white uh, you wear white because you want to remember that you're going to die. But that's another one of them, is that to remember Yom Misa, it's funeral shrouds. The third one was the Bach, uh, and that was that reminds us of Slicha, that red will turn white, and that our sins will be white, and that we uh, won't have to deal with them anymore, they'll be gone, we'll be forgiven. And the fourth one that we saw was from the Rebbe, that, uh, and I don't know any other source for it, that reminds us, it may, it's like we're, we're, we're dressing like the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. Now the question is, why didn't we wear it on Rosh Hashanah? Uh, there's a smack to this effect. Uh, the smack mentions that we don't wear it on Rosh Hashanah. He says that there is a Malbush that is called Shrangnish, Shrangnish, Shrangnish. I, I think it's a kind of shroud. Uh, 
that they wear them they wear this thing on Rosh Hashanah because it has great simcha with it since Rosh Hashanah has great simcha associated with it we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to uh, do, to lose our minds over it basically he says that the funeral shroud the you wear on Rosh Hashanah because Rosh Hashanah is a happy day where you rejoice but it also is a serious day where you can't rejoice too much so he suggests putting on a kind of kittel or funeral shroud over your Rosh Hashanah garments so you won't lose your, so you won't get uh, you won't get um, get uh, out of control on Rosh Hashanah and celebrate Rosh Hashanah too hard. So this is one of the reasons to show up in Poskim for why we would wear a kittel on Rosh Hashanah is to keep us in the tshuva mood, even though Rosh Hashanah is a day of celebration. Nonetheless, it is not our minute to wear a kittel on Rosh Hashanah. And the Rebbe has a sicha. It's actually not a sicha. This was a table conversation that's brought in Teres Menachem, volume 48, page 18, where the Rebbe discusses why we do slash don't do this with some interesting points and with a famous yichil. We haven't had one in a while. We're about to have a famous yichil from Lubavitch. Who knew? The chazan in Lubavitch was named Yechiel. So, uh, Sreli, if you're looking for somebody to, to take up the, the role around here, I'm just saying the chazan in Lubavitch was Yechiel, and uh, he maybe he, maybe he sang as well as I do. I don't know. The Rebbe pointed out at the table that the idea of wearing a kittel, since the Alta Rebbe says we wear a kittel to be like a malach, that only makes sense on Yom Kippur. It doesn't make sense on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, we are not like angels. So we don't wear a kittel for Tkia Shefer because we are not like malachim on Rosh Hashanah. So that's the Rebbe's answer. We don't do it because the whole reason is to be like a malach, and we're not like malach on Rosh Hashanah. We're eating, we're drinking, etc. So why does the chazan wear a kittel? Now that's interesting. The chazan doesn't wear a kittel in Minik Chabad, as you know, but those of you who dive in some years in 770 know that some years the chazan in 770 did wear a kittel. Um, some years he did, some did, some years he didn't. This is not because this is Minik Chabad. This is just a fact that some chazanim wear a kittel. We'll see in a second that the Rebbe Dafka didn't mix in in these in Yanim. But it seems that Rebbe felt that a chazan should not wear a kittel on Rosh Hashanah either. But anyway, with that, so why does the why does the chazan wear a kittel? So when it comes to, I think this was asked sort of as a smear, why should he be wearing it? Because of the Kol that the even if even the Baltikeh, even the one blowing Shefer, isn't going to wear a kittel, certainly the Chazan shouldn't wear a kittel. It's given that the whole point of the day of Rosh Hashanah is the Shefer. So if the main, the, who's the main character on Rosh Hashanah? The guy blowing the Shefer. If he's not wearing a kittel, nobody should wear a kittel, and he doesn't wear a kittel. When it comes to Geshem and Tal, Tfilas Geshem, Tfilas Tal. Sometimes they wear kittel, but that's not our minig. So the Rebbe says this is hard and fast, Yim Kippur, and no other time. Somebody sitting there, don't know who, said that there was a Rav Yechiel who was a Shliach Tzibur in Lubavitch. Told you, there was a Yechiel who was the Chazan in Lubavitch, and he wore a kittel, and he wore a kittel in Lubavitch. So isn't that proof? And the the Rebbe Rashab never protested to the fact that Rav Yechiel, the Chazan in Lubavitch, would wear a kittel. The Rebbe gives a fascinating answer that I think we all can take to heart. <laughs> the Rebbe says that the Friedrich Rebbe told him that his father, the Rebbe Rashab, would never mix in in Balabatishkeit of the Besa Knesses. <laughs> he wouldn't mix into the uh, the mundane, uh, daily back and forth of normal people in how they run the shul. Oh, it should be done this way, it should be done this way, this one sits, this one stands, this one goes this direction, that direction. These were not things that interested the Rebbe at all. Even if he disagreed with them, he didn't mix in with them. He never mixed in with the uh, with the with the order of how people walk around and do things in a shul. Guy wants to wear a kittel, the Rebbe's not going to bother him. I, I think there's a I think there's a lesson in there somewhere is that maybe nobody should be involved in the balabatishkeit of a basic nessus, even if it's not lefi ruche. So uh, the chera, the reason why the 
Rebbe allowed this in 772 was because he was following the same Hara that he got from the Friedrich Rebbe and from the, by that way from the Rebbe Rashab, that a, a Rebbe does not mix in with the Balabatishkeit of a Shul, even if it's not Lefiruchai. And Lechera, that's why there were Kittles in, uh, in Mang Lechazanim in 770, even when the Rebbe was there. But it's not our Minig, and that's the reason why, because we're not like Malachim on, the, on those days. We don't have a lot of time left, but we're finally getting to the letters. I think we can do it. Why doesn't a Chassan wear one the year after his Chasna? The Rebbe answers this in a few letters. We have an Igris, volume 5. Page 87, the Rebbe says, I'm giving you a heira pratis, a, a private heira, the Rebbe writes to this chasen. You certainly know we wear a kittel under the chuppah. But I want some kind of jacket over it. Why? So people won't notice that it's there. They won't be able to see it clearly. And then he adds, On the Yom Kippur of the Chasna, of the year of the Chasna, that year, the next Yom Kippur, Don't put on the Kittel. Since he already wore it on his Yom Kippur of that year, That is, the day, the day of your wedding is your Yom Kippur, and therefore you already had a Yom Kippur this year and already wore it on that. So it sounds like the Rebbe is enforcing this idea that you only get one shot per year of wearing the Kittel and you already used it. I will tell you right now that although I have other sources for the idea that a chassan doesn't wear a kittel on the um, on the year on the uh, Yom Kippur after his chasna, I was unable to find anybody who expands about this opinion or explains this opinion. The Rebbe says that for some reason he got this from the Friedrich Rebbe, who says this too. That for some reason, after you've done this once, you've maxed out your kittel, your Yom Kippur kittel for that year, and that's not broad as far as I can tell in other places, and also not really explained. I don't have an explanation, but I will show you a few more letters. This letter is Igris Volume 6. You'll find it on page 172. The Rebbe says there, Somebody wrote to the Rebbe and said, I'm not allowed to wear my kittel. Can I wear the jacket that I wore on top of my kittel at my wedding? Or are all of my wedding clothes off limits for Yom Kippur? The Rebbe says, That only applies to the kittel. It's not like you can't wear your wedding outfit twice. Just the kittel. The Rebbe adds a rule. Maybe it's it's not that's not Dafka that kittel. Any kittel cannot be worn in the year after the wedding. So this one, I guess this the writer was trying to be a little clever. He said to the Rebbe, okay, I can't wear my kittel that I wore under the chuppah. Can I wear someone else's kittel on Yom Kippur? Nope, no kittel for anybody. Doesn't matter which kittel. Igris volume 19, page 199 is the one that we looked at together at the beginning of the year, where the Rebbe says that, um, that uh, you will not be wearing the kittel in the following year. So we have a reason for this, but it's kind of a vague reason. It's because he wore it already. He already had his Yom Kippur. Uh, in the Sefer Chikr Minhagim, which is just a really interesting book, I have it on my table here. Cool stuff. Yeah, they did a really nice job on some of the Chabad Minhagim. It says there, Bidar Hefshir, that uh, maybe this is one of the reasons why the Rebbe doesn't like Kittel and Rosh Hashanah, because it sounds like the Minig Chabad is that you can only wear Kittel once a year. And if you only get one shot at wearing Kittel per year, that means if you get married that year, you can't wear Yom Kippur. L'chair, if you're going to wear Yom Kippur, you wouldn't be able to wear it Rosh Hashanah. It's an idea from the Sefer Chikim Minhagim. Take it or leave it. I will point out with the time that we have left that there are some people who strongly oppose this custom that say that a Hassan absolutely should wear a Kittel in the year after the wedding. The uh, chief among them is probably the Ketzea Mate on the Mate Ephraim. He has some very strong words against this Minig. I want to read it to you as much as we can before we run out of time. This minig that the Rebbe talks about, that he says it's clearly our minig, our minig, our minig. He says, I'm very pained. I have no idea where this minig came from. In my smallness, in my humbleness, I did not find any makar or sherish for this minig. He says, there's no, there's no root for this minig. It makes no sense at all. There are two reasons for wearing a kittel. They're both brought in Shulchan Aruch. We learn them together. They are to remember the Yomisa or to look like Malachim. And Shayachim Gamkim Mishan Rishan They apply equally to a chasen, he says. A chasen is like a Malach on Yom Kippur, and a 
Chassan needs to remember that he's going to die one day on Yom Kippur. It's no different. So he says, The Matefrayim brings like every minog, he says, and he doesn't bring that one. Because it was such a weak minog, such a such a uh, such an inadequate minog. But then I found, he says, then I found the Maram Shik. The Maram Shik does give a reason for this minog. And see him to me, Shalevish ain't garden by. And he concludes by saying that somebody who does not that that, that wears a kittle ain't garden by the pesach. He says that obviously don't yell at somebody who puts on a kittle because we don't find the custom to not wear one among any pesach, but he does have a reason. So there's a maram shik, which we're going to see in a second, which does have a reason. He says, Dwarni Raim, fine, I hear what he's saying. Unclear what he's talking about there until we see the next line. But uh, hang on, I'll show you what he, I'll show you what that is, and then you'll understand what he means. Anyway, we see that the Ketzea Mata is not thrilled with the minute, but he does say there's a Maram Shik. So the Maram Shik says, basically, that a person prior to 20 shouldn't wear a kittle. We're not going to read this inside, but I was, I, you have this in your link and you can see it on the screen. He basically says that somebody who's under 20 shouldn't wear a kittle because under 20, they're not going to be punished for the Avedas that they did. They're not ready to take life seriously enough yet. They won't take the idea of death seriously either. They're not really in the Parsha of Yom Kippur until after age 20, he says. So first of all, he says the minute is a strong minute that nobody wears a kittle until age 20. And then he says that in order to strengthen the fact that it's very clear in Chazal that everyone is supposed to be married by age 20. They think that this makes sense to make sort of a minig slash gezerah that people in their first year of marriage don't wear the kittel to remind them that they really should be before age 20 in their first year after marriage. That is, that if in theory, if a tw- in theory, in theory, if a 19-year-old gets married, he wouldn't wear a kittel that year because not not because of our minig, but because a 19-year-old doesn't wear a kittel. So I think he's saying that uh, the modern sheikh's idea is that the minig is that a chassan started, we started the minig of a chassan not wearing a kittel after, in the Yom Kippur, after his wedding, to remind everybody that a chassan should be young enough that he's not in the parsha of kittel a year after his wedding. Uh, this is a, a, this this reason the Kitei Mata is very happy with. That's why he says, especially in our in our generation where most people get married after 20, it's a good reminder. So it seems that in a lot of Ahrenim, they think that our minig to not wear a kittel the year after the uh, the after Yom Kippur is actually a minig that exists to remind us that we should be getting married younger and has nothing to do with the fact that we already had our own Yom Kippur. Um, there's another reason here. Let's see. Yeah, we have a, we have a minute to look at this other reason. This is from the Shulchan Ezer. So there's another reason this minig, and that is Nigiyah Bekavada Isha. I like this one, so I brought this because I think this is kind of nice. Nigiyah Bekavada Isha. That, uh, he says, maybe we don't wear a kittel the first year after marriage because uh, because it, it, it uh, damages the honor of the wife. And that is that uh, this guy is supposed to be making her happy all the time, and here he comes home in a funeral shroud saying he's thinking about the day he's going to die. He's not going to fulfill the simachas ishtayah The man is obligated the first year of marriage to make his wife happy, and he's going to come home wearing a funeral shroud telling her that he's pretty sure he's dying. That's just not that's just not in the spirit of it. So because of covet isha, because of the covet of his wife, he doesn't do sort of funeral practices, too serious practices, the first year after he gets married. In any event, these are two other reasons we found Nachrenim. None of them match the reason of the Rebbe. The Rebbe's reason is from the Friedrich Rebbe, and it appears to be completely unique, which is that we don't wear it because somehow the first time you have it per year, you get one kittel on Yom Kippur per year, and on by the wedding, you already had your one time per year that you wear a kittel. So to do the fastest ever summary of everything that we've done today, we learned that the reason why we wear a kittel on Yom Kippur is to look like a malach 
to make our sins, uh, to, to rec recognize the forgiveness of sin and to remind us of the day of death. We saw a bunch of sechas that show that the Rebbe is very partial to the idea that we're like Malachim, but then we had a third one that comes in from the Rebbe that it might also be because it's to, to make us dress like the Kohen God on Yom Kippur. We mentioned that we don't wear the kittel on Rosh Hashanah, although there is a smack that kind of that defends the practice as you should wear a kittel on Rosh Hashanah to remind yourself of the gravity of the day. The Rebbe says it doesn't make any sense because we mainly wear a kittel to look like a Malach and we do not act like Malachim on Rosh Hashanah. The fact that there was a Chazan in Lubavitch used to wear one is not any proof because Rabbeim and maybe us too shouldn't get involved in the Balabatishkeit of a shul, even if it's not Lafi Ruchai. And finally, we saw that we have a very strong minig from our Rebbe that we do not wear one the first year of our weddings. We saw the Rebbe's reason why is one that's a little bit arcane. He says that it's because the uh, you only get one Yom Kippur per year to wear a kittel and you already had yours at your wedding. We saw that there is a Ketzea Mata that does not like this minig at all. We saw a couple of random that explained the Maram Shik. Uh, told us that the reason why is to enforce a younger age of marriage. And we also saw, saw a shulkana ezer that said that the reason why is because it should because uh, wearing a kittel would be nagea uh, would be uh, would be against the covet of his new wife. Okay, that's it.